Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, today is a really special episode for me. I have hit 100 episodes with Coffee and Converse. And for those of you who aren't in the podcasting space, that's a really huge milestone. A lot of people are not interested in being on shows with under 50 or 100 episodes because it's so rare for podcasts to actually have longevity because so much goes into them. So for me, 100 episodes has always been a real mile marker in the journey. And to celebrate it, I wanted to share with you five things that having a podcast has taught me that you can use in your business. The first up is podcasting has taught me consistency. This is the lesson that I really didn't want to learn, that I didn't want to believe because it felt so hard to me. Consistency doesn't necessarily mean you're always on, but it means that people can rely on you to show up. For years, I struggled not with having ideas for blogs or even starting blogs, getting the rough framework out for blogs, but in actually completing them. So much, it was such a block for me and I just no matter what I did I couldn't get past it. If you've been here a while you know that I like to talk so podcasting seemed like a natural fit. Me being able to speak my thoughts and then repurpose those into a written blog is a much easier flow for me than trying to do it the other way around. It's much easier for me than trying to sit down and actually write a blog. I get super in my head about it, my writing sounds really formal thanks to years in corporate and it's just not an enjoyable process for me. I don't want to sit down and do it. However, having the exact same framework, I'm more than happy to turn on a microphone, spill my thoughts probably a lot more candidly than if I was editing myself when I was writing, and that can then get turned into a blog. But here's the deal. I didn't start turning any of my podcasts into more of a blog format until about a month ago because I just wanted to allow myself to really enjoy this method of creating content. So when people tell you that don't be on a platform that you hate, I think it can be really difficult just having people say to you well you just need to find what works for you and then it'll feel fun like don't do Facebook if you don't like Facebook but you feel obliged to tick all of these boxes in your business. I want to really encourage you to step back and ask yourself what would feel really fun for you? What would feel like a natural fit for you? Don't get me wrong there are parts of podcasting that I do not enjoy right? There are parts of podcasting that I wish I didn't have to do. I wish I didn't need to edit. I wish I didn't need to re-listen to episodes that I've just recorded but because I enjoy the actual podcasting the talking the interviewing the content that I put out those other things feel easier and everything else all those other platforms can repurpose from this content so I know there's a lot of push at the moment for people to get into video and yes that's going to get you seen more on social people have been on zoom for a year with COVID they're expecting to see your face but if you can find a way that that feels enjoyable to you great if you absolutely hate it you're just not going to do it and it would be better for you to be consistent as something else that you were more comfortable with. My second lesson from podcasting is one that I have always preached, but I don't think I have ever appreciated as much as I have since having a podcast. This is the lesson that I already knew, but needed to see it in action. And that is your network is one of your biggest 
assets. Like I said to you, when you're a fledgling podcast, yes, people want to get on your show, but you spend a lot of time inviting people to get on your show. Up to this 100th episode, we've published 40 different guest interviews. Of those guest interviews, only two have come from cold pitches and two were introductions from other people in my network. The rest were people who were friends in real life, who were online business besties or started as social media friends. In the full year of podcasting, only one person that I've asked to be on the show has said no. And they said no because they just didn't have time in the season where I was looking for them to contribute. I can remember starting this podcast and having, I would say, probably 10 guests that I had lined up ready to go. Friends who were happy to support with zero evidence that they would get anything at all from the interview other than supporting a friend. But before I even decided to launch, I had made a list of 50 people that I thought I could ask who would say yes. I have a running list of dream clients and I actively network to get to them. This doesn't make me manipulative or shady. I'm building real relationships with people and a lot of people have come on the podcast where we've kind of known each other a little bit on social media and have left as real friends because it's an incredibly intimate experience. It's just you and one other person having a conversation, even though however many people are listening to you. And this applies not just to podcasting, but to your whole business. This is relationship building 101. We live in this world where we're so excited by the reach of Instagram and the reach of TikTok and the size of our email list that we have forgotten the genuine one-to-one conversations are so much more valuable because those are the people who are going to speak for you. They are going to build know, like, and trust on your behalf. In these hundred episodes, I have leaned hard into my network. We've even done some compilation episodes. So the number of people who've contributed in the first year is even higher than the 40 one-on-one interviews. But I have had to lean hard on my network. And sure, I have always known that they were there. I have seen referrals come in, but this is the first time that I had a big ask for them and they showed up but they showed up because I have shown up for them. So before you get flustered about, oh my goodness, my social media reach is not working. What does my network look like? When's the last time I had a coffee chat with someone? When's the last time I asked someone how I could help them? Because I promise you, when you need them, you are going to want them to show up for you. The third lesson was probably the hardest to experience or live through. And that is that new things will always be hard AF. Starting a podcast combines all the new things, new tech, new format, being new to interviewing, new lingo. I don't want to sugarcoat it. It would be very easy to never launch because there is so much new stuff coming at you. And I can vouch for this because I put mine off for ages. But like everything, it gets easier. And conquering that new thing makes the next new thing that little bit less scary, a little bit easier to try, especially when you can see progress. So things like downloads or reviews or people sliding into your DMs to tell you that they loved an episode. I know this sounds obvious, like new things are hard, like duh, Diane. But honestly, when was the last time you did something that was truly new? Not something that felt like an extension of something that you're doing but something that felt truly new because we don't do it very often and that's how we get really comfortable in those little comfort zones we get like really like boxed in there and then even if it's something that we think we'll love we're resistant to trying it if you are in that season right now if you are trying something new and it feels so hard and you feel like oh I just want to quit like this is so difficult does anyone even care if this is you right now the thing I put on a post-it that I try to live by when I'm in that kind of season is how can I just do 1% more or 
1% better. So how can I do 1% better today than I did yesterday at that thing? So rather than trying to strive for perfection and feeling like you're constantly falling short, how can you bring that goalpost in and just get a little bit better each time? The other reason that I think we all need to do things that feel hard is it really does show you that you can do more than you think. Doing the thing that's hard, managing to do that thing, getting it under control, making it something that now is part of your comfort zone is going to expand what you believe you can go out and do. The fourth lesson is my most joyful lesson from this experience. When I started in business, it was all hustle this, two comma club that, very kind of masculine, bro marketing, push, push, push. If you're not getting results, it's because you just didn't try hard enough. You know, just keep working at it and it'll come. If you just did enough, you would succeed. There was no talk of luck. There was no talk of circumstance. So when I decided to center my podcast around the complete opposite, around building a business that's meant to support your life, not become your whole life, I wondered if I would even get enough guests, let alone any listeners. And even with my really clear line in the sand that I didn't want scale and hustle to be part of the conversation on this podcast, I have found so many guests and so many listeners who have reached out to tell me that this is exactly how they want to build their business. And it has been a joy to watch the pendulum swing, to hear people tell me that they want to be able to travel, to hear people tell me that they only want to work a four-day week so they can have a three-day with their kids, for people to tell me they've decided to permanently homeschool and now need to adjust their business to work with that, for people to tell me that they're pregnant and want to take three months as pure maternity leave has been a magical experience. So if you feel like that lone soul who just wants your business to pay the bills, not necessarily create world peace or make a bajillion dollars, I want you to know that there is a huge community out there who feel exactly the same as you. I want to really just invite you in. Go binge listen to the past episodes. Go follow any of my guests or me on social media. This is the stuff we're talking about and there are more and more of us coming. And finally, the fifth lesson is the lesson that we need every single day, all of us. And that lesson is that you need more boundaries than you think you do. The only way to have the kind of business that supports your life instead of you living to build that business is to have boundaries. And you're probably thinking, oh yeah, I have great boundaries with my clients. But do you have good boundaries with yourself, with your family, with your friends? Because everything is connected to your business because you are connected to your business. I have a couple of boundaries for this podcast. The first is that I focus my platform, my podcast on female voices because I feel like female voices tend to speak more into the lifestyle element of your business than the more masculine voices who are more about hustle, scale and achievement. That's how it started. And honestly, it has just developed into a community of amazing women who inspire me so I keep it. That's not to say I won't ever have a man on the show, but know that he's going to have to jump through some mega hoops and be super impressive for that to happen. The second boundary you've heard me talk about already, which is I don't invite guests on the show who have a hustle and scale message. If somebody does call pitch me, I will stalk their social media. I will read their media page. I will see their business to see whether or not that's the vibe they're coming with. And if it is, it's a polite no thank you. And some of my guests, if I'm not sure that they might veer into that category, are told up front that 
those are words I don't really want to hear. They can swear to their heart's content. I just don't want to hear about hustle. Now we are different people and because we're different people, our boundaries get to be different. But the one common thread, the one thing I hear time and time again is how everybody struggles to say no. So I ask every single guest who comes on to tell me what their lifestyle boundary is for their business. I want this to show you and to show me that saying no is a good thing. It doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you're somehow failing. It means that you're being responsible to yourself and to everybody else in the situation. And I want to show you what's possible. I want them to inspire what you can actually say no to in your business, what you can set up to protect yourself and your family and your business and your time. I think it's really interesting that the 40 guests so far, no one has had the exact same boundary. There have been themes around family time, themes around personal time, themes around self-care, but how and why people have their exact boundary still differs from person to person. So you can take inspiration and make it your own because your boundaries need to be as unique as your situation. So because this was the biggest lesson and I wanted to do something special to celebrate 100 episodes, I have pulled together every single one of those 40 boundaries into an ebook, into an audiobook, so that you don't have to fast forward through 40 episodes to find each person's boundary. I've pulled it all together for you into a compilation in the big book of business boundaries. And I really want you to use it as permission for you to say no more in your business. I want you to use it as inspiration for the next boundary that you could put in place in your business, or even to highlight to you an area where maybe you've been a little too loosey-goosey with the boundary that you do have. If you want to grab all of this juicy goodness, you can go to diamayo.com forward slash big book, and that will get you the ebook version and the audiobook version. And I just want to wrap up with a special thank you to you, my listener, for sticking with me for 100 episodes. I'm excited to see where the next 100 are going to take us enjoyed this episode don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review